Welcome to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. I'm very excited about tonight's episode, aren't you, Chris? Yes, absolutely. One of my favorites we've recorded to date. Um, Cookie Dubois was one of our storytellers at our Mistakes Were Made a live storytelling event back in June. And her story is one that I've been hearing from people that they really want to hear on the podcast. Yeah, Cookie is um, one of those people also. We were so lucky to meet such interesting people as we do this in the community. We're out there gathering stories. And we just we just really come to love some of our storytellers. And Cookie's one of those people we're just so glad to have met. She is really a one-of-a-kind person with an incredible life story. And you're going to hear a little bit of that in this new story, Cookie Dubois telling the story, Space Dracula. My name is Cookie Dubois. Um, I'm very thankful for Chris and Sarah to Im- for inviting me to this storytelling event. And I'd also like to thank all y'all for coming and supporting Chris and Sarah, who are eternally cool people. Um, when they invited me and I learned that the theme of the night was mistakes were made, I knew I'd be talking about my late teenage years, of course. Well, I had always been the good kid growing up. I had a brother who was a perpetual screw up. He, I could go on for 10 whole minutes about his mistakes and if I was gonna do that, I'd probably start out with the story of him putting rocks on the trampoline and calling it the Olympics. But I signed up for this, so I'll be your donkey clown for the night. Um, Having always been the good kid, I didn't really have a lot of adventure in my childhood years. In fact, the greatest tragedy of my childhood was having to miss school two days in elementary school and missing out on perfect attendance for all of elementary school that I had been working up to for six years, or for five years. Poor little me was devastated. And then I I kept getting good grades and I kept being a good student. And when I got into middle school, I had gotten all A's for the entire year. And my brother had barely passed school, barely passed. And he got a brand new pair of shell top Adidas when they were at the pinnacle of coolness. I got a $5 gift bath set for straight A's. It was completely unfair and it hit me so hard that I was working for nothing. My brother was obviously getting the better end of the deal. So I set upon a quest to achieve minimal expectations for myself. And the first step of my quest was to become a complete and total asshole. (laughs) So I started high school in a completely new school without knowing very many people. It was a very large school. There's 2,300 kids there. And the highlights of my time at school was when we changed classes and there was a lot of kids in the hallways. It was completely jam-packed. There was no room for anything. And I used to punch people in the back of the head, going down the stairs and starting fights that way or getting up to the top floor. We had four stories and then a big alcove in the middle of the stairwell. And I would get up there and I would spit directly onto people. (laughs) It gave me so much life, let me tell you. Also, the spitting thing wasn't just from afar. I would spit 
huge loogies into my hand and just wipe them on the back of people's heads. Um, so yeah, it started a lot of fights actually, and that's a huge thing. People love to hear that I used to spit on people all the time. I don't, I don't know why I did it. Um, so the next step in my journey of misdeeds was the obvious next step for any teen fuck up: uh, drugs. And I never really wanted to take drugs. I still, I didn't want to, um, but I, it was the obvious next step. It was what I had to do. And I was, t I was terrified of taking drugs. But I found some loose pills in my brother's room, and if you know anything about loose pills, they're, they're the good stuff, right? <laughs> and I had no idea what they were. But I swiped some, and I took one before school one day, and I don't know what I was expecting from one pill. I was like, man, I'm gonna trip balls. Um, but it just made me really sick, like really sick all day. And in between classes, I'd gotten to the point where I was, I was ready to vomit. And this is the point in my story where I get pointlessly mean. This is the most pointlessly mean thing I've ever done in my entire life, and I regret it. In fact, if the person I did it to was in the audience, I'll pay you $50 for what I did. Um, I, we're, it was completely crowded, and the girl in front of me, her backpack was slightly open. So I just reach in and barf straight into her backpack. And she didn't know this was happening while it was happening. Um, so no altercations came from it. I'm sure that was the first thing you thought is this girl was going to turn around and deck me in the face. But, and I wasn't a very good fighter anyways. But nothing happened. Um, and this is the point in my story where my misdeeds started to catch up to me. I was in my 12th year of school, I was about to graduate in six months, and I was in my chemistry class, which I was retaking. So I only knew one person in that class, and because she, she was also retaking it, and we had long been moved to separate sides of the classroom for disrupting class. Well, we were supposed to be taking a test. It was all extremely quiet, and we were motioning to each other from opposite sides of the classroom, pulling stuff out of our purse, and I pulled pepper spray out of my purse. And she didn't know what it was. So behind me on the wall, I wrote the word pepper spray in pepper spray on the wall. And she didn't know, she still didn't know what it was, so she ninjured her way to my side of the classroom, grabbed it from me, and sprayed it directly underneath the teacher's desk. And I can't say anything for her, but I had no idea that pepper spray had any effect on people when not sprayed directly in their face. But it does. People started coughing and people started vomiting. And it was complete chaos. She, I later heard that she had it on her hands, so when she started coughing, she started coughing up blood. And my teacher had a pacemaker, and he had a mild heart attack. And he was, he was retired from another school district, and this was his first and last year teaching at my school. I was immediately expelled, of course, rightfully so, and not um, immediately after that, I got my GED. It was I knew what to do after that. I, I come from a family of women who, who don't finish high school for other reasons. So, <laughs> teen pregnancy, huh? Um, so I, I got my GED immediately, and I got kicked out of my parents' house not too long after that. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a 1971 Volkswagen bus. 
which I have still. Um, so I, I stayed in my bus for a while. I was also dating a guy that I sort of kind of lived with without him knowing. <laughs> Pretty much every night I spent at his house. Uh, I used his shower facilities. Um, if he didn't call me over, then I just slept in my car, you know, whatever. Um, and then we broke up because the relationship was built on a lot, let me tell you. Um, so I started living in my car, and whenever my car was out of use, I started staying at, in downtown Shreveport. Having been a miscreant for so long, I was pretty familiar with how to break into buildings downtown. So I stayed in a lot of abandoned buildings downtown, and uh, I mostly stayed in this parking garage behind the library that I worked at. Um, and that was actually a pretty happy moment in my life. Um, I remember the Friday nights were the best. Uh, I would wake up really early on Saturday mornings for work and I would, the farmer's market was just starting up so I would go to the farmer's market and buy my loaf of bread and climb up to the top of my building and eat my loaf of bread like some kind of riff raff street rat. <laughs> That was planned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it felt like I had chosen that for myself, and I felt independent and just completely free in that moment. Um, and I, I met uh, another guy who was homeless at the time, living in his car, so we kind of looked out for each other, and through him, I met a guy who completely changed my life. I'm very grateful for him. He took it upon himself to helped me change my attitude. I lived with him for a little while and we started dating not too long after that. And he also helped me realize that I could continue my education. He got me signed up at LSUS where I was taking, I took, I'm still taking classes now. And I guess I had thought I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that my education could go further. I thought I was expelled from school. There's nothing left for me with education. I was just gonna work at the library forever. But, um, so I started going to LSUS and we broke up not too long after that. And so I still, I lived with him for a while after that actually and realized I was taking advantage of him a lot. And so I, I left because I felt really bad about that. He was a very good person. And so I started living in my car again and going to LSUS and taking showers there and still working at the library. Um, and by the way, the library has a washer and dryer in the basement, so nice free laundry facilities. Um, anyways, after that, I was living in my car and I met a saint who convinced both me and her mom to let me live in her laundry room. And I slept in a tanning bed in her laundry room for quite a while. I used to close it on myself. I felt like a space Dracula or something. It was awesome. Uh, so I slept in a tanning bed for a while. And then I convinced her to get an apartment with me, which up until this point, I honestly thought that only rich people get apartments. Like, I thought that's, that was beyond my level of income. Like, I make $1,000 a month. I'm not going to spend $500 on an apartment. That's insane. That's what rich people do. So I got an apartment with her, and we stayed there for a while. And then now I'm in an apartment with my long-term partner, and we have made the best purchase of my life 
which is a brand new memory foam mattress. <laughs> which is something I also thought only rich people did because I had never slept on a brand new mattress in my entire life. And I didn't think about it until I was telling Chris the story about how many germs I've slept on. So, ugh. I've used, I've, I've slept on a lot of used mattresses. Um, so that kind of wraps up my story in the sense that, like, when I look at my mattress now, I think, or when I look at my brand new bed, which, by the way, about six months later, we got a, a, a frame to put it on, so I really feel like a Rockefeller. <laughs> um, like, looking at my bed now and realizing that I've slept on concrete and I've slept in my car and in other people's houses and I, I have my own independence now and it's amazing like I can support myself and it's a really good feeling but I have to reiterate that my biggest mistake was changing my attitude I can't imagine where my life would be like now if I hadn't thought that my brother was doing so much better than me because he wasn't and he's not now um, like I might have gone to college and gotten my school paid for. Now I pay for it myself, which is the most frustrating feeling. Like, I was expelled from school. I probably would have gotten a scholarship. Anyways, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we have a all-new live storytelling event coming up in March on the 14th. It's going to be held at the Women's Department Club. Chris, what is our theme this time? It's called Ladies' Night. <laughs> so you'll be hearing stories about womanhood told from women in our community. We're really excited. For more information and to purchase tickets, you can go to our website, allyallblog.com. I got to say, the event's going to be at the Women's Department Club. If you've never seen the theater there, it is one of the hidden gems of Shreveport. It's one of the most beautiful theater spaces I've ever seen in this city, and most folks have never been in it. If you, if you love that kind of thing, you're really going to love this space. It's going to be a magical night. Um, don't forget, you can sign up for updates on our blog. You can get them via email. You can like us on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Saratoga, and Chris is on Twitter at King Hippo. And you can search for us in the iTunes store by just searching All Y'all and subscribe. Thanks for listening to All Y'all.